It's Holy Thursday, and the Sacred Tree Duum begins. Welcome to today's podcast. This is Father John Zolsdorf. Today, the Roman station for the Mass of the Last Supper is supposed to be at the Bishop of Rome's Cathedral Church, the Archbasilica of St. John Lateran. Traditionally, on Holy Thursday, the Bishop of Rome celebrates two Masses here, the Chrism Mass and the Mass of the Last Supper. It is very moving to see the head of the College of the Apostles, the successor of Peter, in the head of the Basilica, which is the apse, because the nave of the church is flanked with the heroic statues of the other Apostles, carved between 1705 and 1718. I once was able to participate in the Mass of the Last Supper, celebrated by Benedict XVI, sitting there in the choir stalls, not just a few feet from him. It's very moving to see him strip down to the Dalmatic and wash the feet of priests. From the Life of Christ by Fulton Sheen, It is very likely that the agony in the garden cost Jesus far more suffering than even the physical pain of the crucifixion, and perhaps brought his soul into greater regions of darkness than any other moment of the Passion, with the possible exception of the one on the cross when he cried, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? His mental sufferings were quite different from the sufferings of a mere man, because in addition to having human intelligence, he also had a divine intelligence. Furthermore, he had a physical organism which was as perfect as any human organism could be. Therefore, it was much more sensitive to pain than our human nature, which has been calloused by crude emotions and evil experiences. This agony can be faintly portrayed by realizing that there are different degrees of pain felt at the various levels of creations. Humans very often exaggerate the pain of animals, thinking that they suffer as do humans. The reason that they do not suffer as keenly as man is because they do not have an intellect. Each pulsation of animal pain is separate and distinct and unrelated to every other pulsation. But when a man suffers pain, he can go back into the past with his intellectual memory, add up all his previous aches, and pull them down on himself, saying, This is the third week of this agony, or this is the seventh year that I have suffered. By summarizing all the previous blows of the hammer of pain, he makes the one hundredth stroke almost combined within itself the multiplied intensity of the previous ninety-nine. This an animal cannot do. Hence, a man suffers more than a beast. In addition to that, the human mind not only can bring the past to bear upon the present, it can even look forward and bring the future to bear upon the present. Not only can a man say, I have suffered this agony for seven years, but also... The prospects are that I will suffer it for seven more years. The human mind reaches out to the indefinite future and pulls back upon itself all of this imagined agony that yet lies in store for it and heaps it upon the present moment of pain. Because of this ability of the mind not only to throw itself under the heap of the continued sufferings from the past, but also under the pile of the imagined tortures of the future, man can suffer far more than any animal man loads himself with what has happened and what will happen. But with our blessed Lord, two differences from ourselves may be mentioned. First, what was predominant in his mind was not physical pain, but moral evil or sin. 
There was indeed that natural fear of death which he would have had because of his human nature, but it was no such vulgar fear which dominated his agony. It was something far more deadly than death. It was the burden of the mystery of the world's sin which lay on his heart. Second, in addition to his human intellect, which had grown by experience, he had the infinite intellect of God, which knows all things and sees the past and the future as present. Dico in 